Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Today, Gavin Newsom vetoes a radical trans bill. But why? Bob Menendez indicted on bribery and corruption charges and a government shutdown may be looming. But don't threaten me with a good time. We've got all of that and more coming up, and it all starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez and Democrat California Governor Gavin Newsom vetoed a bill late Friday night that would have required judges in child custody cases to consider whether a parent has affirmed their child's gender identity in their ruling. AB 957 proposed that courts deciding custody cases must consider whether each parent affirmed the child's gender identity and added parents' affirmation of their child's gender identity to the state's standard of what constitutes parental responsibility for providing the health, safety, and welfare of the child in a court of law. Simply put, when parents divorce and go through a custody battle, judges can use this bill to remove children from the home of a parent who refuses to participate in the delusion of transgenderism. Now, co-author of the bill and monkeypox apologist, the aptly named Scott Weiner, expressed his dissatisfaction on the platform formerly known as Twitter, posting, This veto is a tragedy for trans kids here and around the country. These kids are living in fear with right-wing politicians working to out them, deny them health care, ban them from sports and restrooms, and erase their humanically. Literally none of that is happening. California needs to unequivocally stand with these kids. The level of right-wing misinformation about this bill was astounding. All this bill did was ensure that in custody disputes, a court would take into account the kid's gender identity and whether parents would be supportive of the kid as opposed to tormenting the kid. Okay, Wiener. So why would arguably the most radical leftist governor in the country veto a bill that pushes through more radical leftism for Democrats, ultimately leading to more chaos and disruption of the family unit, which we all know is exactly what they want? Well, Newsom's statement on the veto said... I appreciate the passion and values that led the author to introduce this bill. I share a deep commitment to advancing the rights of transgender Californians, an effort that has guided my decisions through many decades in public office. That said, I urge caution when the executive and legislative branches of state government attempt to dictate in prescriptive terms that single out one characteristic legal standards for the judicial branch to apply. Other-minded elected individuals in California and other states could very well use this strategy to diminish the civil rights of vulnerable communities. So, his excuse to his own people, the mean, bigoted judges that still exist in this state might take the kids away from the mentally ill parent indoctrinating these kids, and we can't have that. But... He knows better than that and has never stopped him before. We're talking about a governor who happily promotes a statewide curriculum to teach kids about anal sex, a governor who fought to remove parental consent to abortion, who fights to allow schools to keep students' gender identities secret from their parents. So why now? Well, it's simple. 
Joe Biden is collapsing before our very eyes. There's complete chaos at the southern border. And although he and his team keep touting Bidenomics as a good thing, according to a Washington Post ABC poll released over the weekend, only 30 percent of Americans approve of Biden's handling of the economy. Three in four Americans say the economy is not so good or poor. And the same amount have a negative perception of the state of the average income amount. 74% of Americans believe Joe Biden is too old to run again, and nearly 60% of his own Democrat base want a better nominee, according to the latest poll released yesterday. So enter Gavin Newsom. He's like Joe when it comes to destroying whatever he touches, but younger, more vibrant. And instead of being the puppet whose strings are pulled in whatever direction his puppet masters want, Newsom is all in on the radical ideology he promotes. Don't believe me? Just look at the hole that is now California. So is this a move to appear more reasonable, more moderate to a larger voting bloc? You know, just in case. Here to discuss this and more, we have Chad Prather, host of the Chad Prather Show. Hi, you're on, Chad. Hello. No, I wanted to see. I wanted to say the teleprompter says hole, or if that was just you being passionate. I mean, I I, I wrote it. I scripted it as. So it was me being passionate, but I, I just it. wrote it that way. Uh, also here, James Polis. He is host of Zero Hour, which you can find also here on Blaze TV. Thanks for being here. Of course. And you are, do you still live in the hole that is California? I am deeply embedded in inside the inner ring of the of the hole in question. That that uh, AIDS memorial they just put up in the it park. It is uh, <laughs> it is so deep. I have almost come out the other side. Okay, so then, so so tell me, am I am I misjudging things? Am I just to, now to believe that Gavin Newsom is like, uh oh, we well we don't want to take too much power because then the other side might wield it against us. I've never heard something like that from him before. Well, I think you are correctly judging it. I mean, you look at Gavin, he, he spent a long time in a hole of his own, the eight years of being lieutenant governor of California. Mm. Thankless task. Uh, Jerry Brown had to put him in his place and say, like, no, you will wait. You will <laughs> do nothing and you will like it. And, uh, you know, he's a very vain guy. I think that anyone can see that, uh, even by yeah. California standards. <laughs> and so this is like, this is, you know, this is his prime and he wants to put it to good use. Uh, but the terrain is very questionable right now. So you got Biden. Is he in? Is he mm -hmm. out? There are some people who want to keep him in so that if it all goes wrong, they can sort of hand the, the bag of since everything's about today, <laughs> hand that bag, maybe even to Donald Trump himself. Like, yeah, okay, yeah. buddy, you're back in. The bad news is we ruined everything and now you have to take care of it. So Gavin's status right now is kind of a big question mark. Mm -hmm. He wants to push things along, but he doesn't want to go too far. He hasn't really touched Ukraine. He's picking mm -hmm. his battles very carefully. And this is one where I think he has the opportunity to be a moderate on transing the kids. Of course, we will use technology, this fabulous technology that we've invented. What will we use it for? To permanently disfigure children for the rest of their lives until they sue. And here's where I think the moderate sort of angle comes in, where he wants to be a guy who's insulating the state from probably the inevitable lawsuits that will come raining down on everyone involved with this uh, atrocity that is being perpetuated on children who are now, uh, in many cases, old enough to begin to sue, and they're doing so. So yeah. watch that. Yeah, I totally agree. I think that's that's going to be the the pendulum swinging back is going to be not that we're going to change these crazy people's minds about it all. They're just going to be scared that they're going to be sued into oblivion. Yeah, uh, California is not only morally bankrupt, but they're economically bankrupt as well. I yeah. mean, you saw with this idea of giving reparations to all of their citizens, and they said, yeah, we don't have that money to give. Uh, uh, and he pushed back on that and wouldn't push that any further. 
The other thing that they have got to do uh, is they got to they've got to make sure they win the Hispanic vote, mm. and they're losing the Hispanic vote. The Democratic Party is losing the Hispanic vote, and I think it's a single issue voter problem, and that is on this trans issue, because the family values of the Hispanic voter they're not going for that at all. They don't like this idea. And so California certainly is dependent on that. Uh, and if you look at the trends in the polls that you just showed with the people who are not satisfied with Joe Biden's performance, they're not better off. They're losing a lot of not only Hispanic, but the black minority vote. When some polls out there, depending on what you want to choose to believe or not, have said that that has dropped in 2020 from 83 percent all the way down to 62 percent. So. They can't keep pushing these issues like this about modifying children and then keeping parents out of the child's life and having a say in it. And Scott Weiner, he tweets like a pedophile. <laughs> and so when they read stuff like that, they're going to push back on it. Yeah. And I think a guy like Gavin Newsom is, is smarmy enough, but at least smart enough to realize that that ain't going to fly for long. Yeah, this is really crucial. I mean, it's easy to look at California and say, wow, they're going to turn so blue that it's just going to create a hole in the space-time continuum. But this coalition is unstable. And then you can pump in as many illegal immigrants as you want. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you, you wait a couple generations and what you find out is you got a lot of people sitting there going, creo que no ese, when they're presented <laughs> yeah. with chopping off their child's genitalia. Um, so, you know, he's, he does have a tough job and I think he's he's a, a talented politician as far as it goes and he's he's working as hard as he can to make sure that the state of California doesn't have to pay reparations to detranced kids. Yeah. And it's weird, you know, Merrick Garland called these parents who came to the school board meetings uh, domestic terrorists. Wait another generation when they start showing up with machetes. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, okay, so I want to go through this poll that I mentioned earlier, the Washington Post uh, ABC poll. I want to go through some of uh, these numbers here because the, they are not good for Joe Biden. So you can't blame Gavin Newsom for like in um, like when he talks to the press, he, I think he's very careful about what he says. He's like, oh, I'm all in on Biden. You know, we, you got to back Biden. We're backing Biden. But then he's over there scheduling uh, debates with Ron DeSantis. Yeah. Hmm. Why is that? Well, I think part of the part of it is the the numbers here that he's seeing come out day after day. Thirty seven percent job approval rating for Joe Biden. Fifty six percent disapprove. That that is not what you call good uh, question. Would you say you yourself are better off financially than you were when Biden became president? Forty four percent said not as well off. Thirty nine percent said about the same. Only 15 percent said better off the state of the nation. Twenty five percent were positive. Seventy four percent negative. And uh, is Joe Biden too old? I don't it doesn't. Let me see. Is Joe Biden too old for another term? Seventy four percent say he's too old. Um, so the list goes on. Twenty three percent approve of his immigration, how he's handling immigration. Sixty two percent disapprove gas prices. Eighty seven percent have a negative view of gas prices under his watch. Food prices. Ninety one percent of people have a negative view of uh, food prices under the Biden regime. So, oh, and then, by the way, the same poll, head-to-head, -head, Donald Trump or Joe Biden, 52% say Trump, 42% say Biden. I would like to state very emphatically, this poll is a giant outlier, and I would not take that to mean, oh, Donald Trump is totally in, and he won't have a problem, and this, look, everyone's going to vote for Trump. I don't think that it is as cush as this poll makes it out to be. Um, maybe that's just me. I don't know how you guys feel about it. Well, there's already been some like damage control, so it's not a complete like fabrication, right? You've already had like media sort of rolling out, you know, oh, people are really dissatisfied with Biden and Trump. You know, <laughs> yeah. this is why we need to f maybe find someone who's like younger and can bring the country mm. together. This is going to be the narrative, I think. Yeah. 
uh, Biden obviously made some kind of uh, deal with the powers that be to like, you know, okay, Joe, you can, you know, run toward the sunset as far as you can go. And when you finally collapse face down in the dirt, we will drag you off and replace you. But until that moment, okay, go see what you can do. Uh, we've seen what he can do. And uh, it's, he's obviously, you know, he talked about gas prices. He is on empty and doesn't, you know, <laughs> credit card isn't going to get him much more gas. So uh, I think they are making preparations. I think it's an open question who is going to uh, step up into that breach. I'm not sure that Newsom wants it, uh, mm. even though it's very tempting. Um, so it's going to be it's going to be an interesting stretch here. Ron DeSantis still in the mix. Uh, Trump doesn't have it in the bag. Uh, so big question marks. I think a lot of people, Americans, just trying to make it to the holidays, even though, you know, we just got to Memorial or, uh, sorry, Labor Day. Mm -hmm. Um, this is kind of going to be just like, uh, just, just on fumes until, until January. So, uh, people are feeling, feeling the heat. Joe Biden's one of them. Why don't you think that Gavin Newsom wants it? I think that he's in a wait and see mode as much as everyone else. I, okay. you know, all things being equal, he wishes that you're president already, but uh, not not in the cards. Okay, gotcha. Is out, yeah. out there, who's you know, so yeah. it's it's treacherous, and yeah. everyone wants to make it through the minefield of 2023 without having to pick up their arms and legs in the battlefield. I just think it's so funny. Can we? I can't stress enough how funny it is to me that we have these conversations about who is going to take Joe's place if they in fact finally go. All right, we gotta we gotta get him out of here, and. Everyone is under the understanding that, like, it's definitely not going to be Kamala. Like, we just, we just totally well, skip over her. We're again, like, I mean, they're not going to do that. The, on, <laughs> the obvious is she was the first one out of the Democratic primaries and with less than 1% support. Right, so right. nobody likes her. Right. And she's literally, nobody likes her. I mean, she kind of speaks in some kind of weird rhyming code, like a Dr. Seuss book, without the creativity. She, she hasn't redeemed her, herself she since she's been vice repeating president. words. I mean, we all know how she got her political start. And I mean, Willie Brown, you got to hand it to him. Anybody that can look at you naked and laugh like that and you still perform that's amazing. Uh, and she definitely has the cackle. That's not what I would prefer in a woman when I'm standing. Anyway, they want Joe out. The fact that they're willing to push these numbers, this is an ABC poll. I don't trust the poll either. Right. But again, the fact that ABC is pushing this out there and actually talking about it, like I found it very humorous to watch Donna Brazile attempt over the weekend to try to spin these numbers mm -hmm. and all of her little, we gotta stay in the kitchen and all this kind of stuff. It's like, well, back when you sold uh, Hillary out, you don't wanna stay in the kitchen because you don't wanna walk past a window. You're afraid you're gonna get shot through it. But let's forget about that. The DNC wants Joe out or they wouldn't be letting this stuff come out. But the problem that they have is Joe actually believes he's president and he doesn't want out. Yeah, He likes where he is. I mean. 50% of the time he's on vacation out on Rehoboth Beach. He likes this scenario, right? He doesn't really take any accountability for anything that he's doing wrong. Uh, he just goes out there and talks about LLJ Cool J, and, and nobody knows what he's talking about, it, and it's a cush gig for him. Yeah. He believes he has power, but they want him out. They got to get him out, and I think that time's coming. They definitely don't want Kamala. Yeah. There is a case for Kamala, though, and okay. we should, just in oh, case, God. like, let's, so... <laughs> Please. Biden, oh, Biden is not really president in right. the way that we've come to think about these things. The regime right. is its own deal, yeah. and they are running yeah. the show as they wish, and maybe Joe can sort of stop them here or there. I mean, he didn't like Afghanistan. He managed to pull that one out of the fire. But that's about it. And every time he does this, it's like not only like ex physically exhausting to him, but it reduces his political capital. So if he's gone, he's sort of like the white man in charge is removed from the scene, uh, there's going to be this gnarly free-for-all. You know, the Buttigieg's and all these other oh, sort of, everyone boy, who so represents true. one of these random 
Rainbow Coalition tribes is suddenly going to be fighting each other in an effort to claim the ring. But none of them can really unite the party. So what do you do? Well, you turn to the person who's already there, Kamala, and you just scoot her, her wheel her chair over to yeah. the Oval Office, and you have this figurehead who's not really in charge. Everything continues to roll on as normal. That's a scenario. Yeah. It, might happen. Mm. it saves in moving costs. <laughs> That's for sure. Okay. All right. I mean, the country will go to hell, but yeah. I can totally see that. Already there. Yeah. Great point. How, yeah, how far away are we? What's different about that scenario? Nothing. Yeah, we're in one of Dante's outer rings right now. <laughs> um, okay. All right. Let's go ahead and we're going to take a quick break, but we'll be back with more. First, we want to thank our sponsor, the segment Relief Factor. So Relief Factor is there for those of you who, you know, you've reached the age where you just live in constant pain. Maybe it's arthritis, tennis elbow. You got knee pain. You got back pain. I know about Relief Factor because I got in a car accident many years ago that messed up the discs in my neck. Not ideal. And uh, I just thought that I was just going to live in pain for the rest of my life. Well, it turns out Relief Factor was a solution to that. It is a, an all-natural anti-inflammatory that was developed by doctors, um, but it's not like a prescription. And the best part about it is that it's not going to, it's like, you know, you get the topical creams and you rub them on your shoulder or wherever you're in pain and it feels great for 10 minutes and then you're in pain again. Relief factor, because it's an anti-inflammatory, it targets the inflammation in your body, which is the root cause of your pain. So you can completely get rid of it rather than just putting a Band-Aid on it. So look, about 70% of the people who order their three-week quick start, which I'm about to tell you where to go get it, uh, they reorder it because it's working for them. So order the trial pack. You will know within those three weeks if it's going to work for you, but it overwhelmingly is working for all of those people, including myself. So check it out. See if you could be one of them. It's $19.95, and you can get it at relieffactor.com. That is relieffactor.com. <laughs> Democrat Senator Bob Menendez uh, has been indicted on bribery charges, uh, among other things. So three criminal counts, conspiracy to commit bribery, conspiracy to commit honest services fraud and conspiracy to commit extortion. Uh, he's accused of having an improper relationship with three New Jersey businessmen who allegedly paid him and his wife in exchange for him using his influence in Washington, D.C. God, this sounds Really similar to another story about another Democrat that we keep hearing about, but I don't know, that, that might just be me. Um, so <laughs> there were piles of cash found in his home, uh, like stuffed into to coats and drawers, and there were gold bars, like $100,000 worth of gold bars, uh, <laughs> which is, like, I feel like not typically where people save their stuff. Um, but I want to play Bob Menendez uh, defending himself against these charges during a press conference earlier today. Watch. For 30 years, I have withdrawn thousands of dollars in cash from my personal savings account, which I have kept for emergencies and because of the history of my family facing confiscation in Cuba. Okay. Um, let's play one more of him. Uh, he says... I Look, again, I don't I want to get y'all's take on it. I, obviously, we don't have all of the facts because that's what the investigation and indictment and, and upcoming you know, trial are for. He's guilty. <laughs> but he's well, he would argue with you, Chad. He says he's going to be exonerated. It all makes sense. OK, you might be thinking that. Like, it's weird that he has these ties to Egypt and it's weird that he has all of this cash stuffed in his jacket and all of these gold bars that are like hidden in his closet. Um, you might think that that's weird, but he says that he's going to be completely exonerated. Watch. 
On Friday, the Southern District of New York brought charges against me. I understand how deeply concerning this can be. However, the allegations leveled against me are just that, allegations. Guilty. <laughs> for anyone who has known me throughout my 50 years of public service, they know I have always fought for what is right. My advocacy has always been grounded in what I learned from growing up as a son of Cuban refugees, especially my mom, my hero, Evangelina Menendez. Everything I've accomplished, I've worked for, <laughs> despite the naysayers and everyone who has underestimated me. I recognize uh, this will be the biggest fight uh, yet, but as I have stated throughout this whole process, I firmly believe that when all the facts are presented, not only will I be exonerated, but I still will be the New Jersey's senior senator. So one more thing on this, the indictment also charges him with providing sensitive U.S. government information uh, that secretly aided the government of Egypt. So prosecutors say he met with Egyptian military and intelligence officials, passed along non-public information about employees at the U.S. embassy in Cairo and ghost wrote a letter on behalf of Egypt asking his Senate colleagues to release a hold on $300 million worth of aid. He's he, totally exonerated. So I, I just want to make sure that I got this right. Uh, a, a career politician in <laughs> New Jersey is suspected of improper relationships mm -hmm. with multiple businessmen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, are you shocked? This is just, uh, and, and to go shocked? even further, a guy who has been a public service. It, this is his own words. Because I was, I was just on the phone with my gold guy at UnitedPatriotCoin.com. Nice. Tell him I sent you. <laughs> I was on the phone with my gold guy just earlier over at UnitedPatriotCoin.com. All right. Uh, I was on the phone with him, and we were Who? talking about this story over <laughs> called Trey at UnitedPatriotCoin.com. Okay. Yeah. I was talking to my guy because because I, too, keep gold and silver. I, I do, too. I, I, do. I, do I, too. I have it. I, I do, too. I think it's a smart They are not in my jackets in my closet. They're not in the jackets. No. Uh, they're not just sitting around. Mm -mm. They're not just hanging out. Uh they're in a very specific place. There's a very specific uh, uh, financial track you can follow to see where I made mm -hmm. that investment mm -hmm. or, you know, mm -hmm. made that exchange Might or something too. like that. But Menendez just said, with his own words, that over the years, as a 50-year public servant, I have consistently taken thousands of dollars out of my bank account. Now, I don't know what the New Jersey senior senator makes, but it's not so much that you just can be pulling cash out of your savings consistently and just going out and buying gold bars and things like that. Unless somehow he's making more money somewhere mm. that we don't know about. Mm. Right. Mm. So, I mean, you, you got to be doing pretty well, right, to be able to go do something like that. Because, again, if you will look at if you look at the pictures on the cover of The New York Times, you see these gold bars. You do the math on how much they found there. Um, it's more than just a couple thousand dollars. Well, my understanding it's a lot of money my in understanding value. Is, is bro actually like <laughs> typed into web search how much is a kilo of gold worth? <laughs> <laughs> I find it really amazing that uh, that he's like this is going to be my biggest fight yet. And this is a guy who was accused of like improprieties with Dominican children, like underage, <laughs> like really. Yeah. So and and this is what he considers to be the most difficult one. So you know, not his first rodeo, but uh, not not a brilliant man. Yeah. It's a great point. Uh, well, and you know, it, it does give you some added context, not that we didn't already know it, but added context of like, 
These people are never going to vote term limits for themselves. No. Why, why would they? Why, do, would, why they? would they do that? Why would they do that? Let me tell you, Chad. Just to answer your question really quickly, uh, the salary of a United States senator is $182,189. You may think that that sounds like a lot if you're from middle America. If you live in D.C., that ain't going to get you very far. Or New Jersey. Well, right. And and again, he was driving around in, what was that, a Mercedes there? Mm, I believe so. BMW Mercedes something. It was a luxury car. It was a nice model Mercedes. I think it was an E-Class, like Cabriolet. Yeah. yeah. Ragtop. Yeah. Yeah, it does. yeah. It's a, and it's so, you know, I mean, he's living, uh, that looks like a nice neighborhood to me. Look at that Japanese maple growing across the street. <laughs> I mean, it's a beautiful <laughs> little place. He's living there in the Garden State, right? Uh, so, he's guilty. <laughs> I just, bottom line, he's guilty. That's so, all I need to say. Well, you know who else I think thinks he's guilty is um, AOC. And when AOC, your own party, what? No, I'm just going to say, they're setting him up to be a fall guy. I, obviously. so He crossed the wrong person. We don't know who that is, and we never will know, but he crossed the wrong person. And that's that for Bob Menendez. So, they're going to rotate him into the White House. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, why not? It well, seems to be a, that, that resume of corruption that works. So let's play AOC. Uh, she was asked on CBS's Face the Nation um, about these charges filed against Menendez. Let's listen to what she had to say. Senator Bob Menendez of New Jersey, as you know, has just been indicted on bribery charges. Should he resign? And what do you think of his statement that it has to do with him being a Latino? Mm. <laughs> well, you know, I think it's the situation is uh, quite unfortunate, but I do believe that it is in the best interests uh, for Senator Menendez to resign in this mm. moment. As you mentioned, consistency matters. It shouldn't matter whether it's a Republican or a Democrat. The details the in this indictment are extremely serious. They involve uh, the nature of, of not just his, but all of our seats in Congress. And while, you know, as a Latina, there are absolutely ways in which there is systemic bias. But I think what is here in this indictment is quite clear. And um, and I believe it is in the best interest to maintain the integrity of the seat. Uh, I want to emphasize that uh, all people are they must uh, be extended the presumption of innocence until proven guilty. But (laughs) but I'd like to check her pockets. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, I mean, you're right, because they're like, well, we don't we want to pretend like we think this is really wrong. So nobody comes knocking on our doors because we're all doing it. Hey, she's a SAG actress recruited to play the part <laughs> of a congressional <laughs> official. It's all totally above board. I mean, mm-hmm. I found it interesting that she went out of her way to say that she is Latina, Latina. not Latinx. That's not Latin. Point. So this is this is Bob's big chance. He needs to come out and say, I stand for Latinx Americans. <laughs> That's a great point. I'm a uniter, not a divider. That's a great point. I mean, the the interviewer like set her up so perfectly yeah. to use that Latina as an excuse, and she was just like, "Nope, I'm going in for the kill." Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm blaming climate change. Climate change. Climate change and carbon. It. I mean, that is the uh, the root of all problems. Really, yeah, is, is climate change. From. Oh, I like where your head's at there. Yeah. Um, okay, let's go ahead and <laughs> enough of that. Let's go ahead and take a quick break. What was that website again, Chad? United Patriot. I was kidding. I didn't. I know. We're going to get in trouble for that, but. (laughs) We? Yeah, you. It's your show. I didn't do it. You're the one moderating. All right, let's take a break. 
just the moderator here. Uh, <laughs> Want to thank our sponsor, FastGrowingTrees.com. Listen, James at this point is like, what the hell did I get myself into? Agreeing I'm waiting for a jingle. I need a jingle Sarah's show. Um, okay, so fall, I know we're like ready to be done with summer here in Texas. And fall is actually planting season. So a lot of plants actually do better when planted this time of year. But if you're like me, you have no idea where to start. I have the opposite of a green thumb, but that is why I love fastgrowingtrees.com. Uh, they've got a bunch of experts there that curate thousands of plants so you can find the perfect fit for your specific climate location and needs. You like type in your zip code and whatever climate you're looking for, like is it part shade, is it full sun, all of that, and they will tell you what is going to thrive in your area. And as an added bonus, I freaking hate going to those big box stores and you gotta go get it. You put it in your car, it gets soil all over your car, you got dirt everywhere, and then you have to vacuum it out. Don't do that. Go to Fast Growing Trees. They make it really easy to order online. Your plants are shipped to your door in one to two days. And if you're like me, you've never had a green thumb, they will make you feel like you do. So join over 1 million happy Fast Growing Trees customers across the country. They've got a 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, so you can trust everything will be healthy for years to come. You can get 15% off your entire order when you go to fastgrowingtrees.com slash news now through October 15th. That is 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com slash news. All right, six days from now, uh, we may see a government shutdown. Yeah. I, I know they keep saying this in the mainstream media like it's a bad thing. They're like, oh, no, it might be a federal government shutdown when all of the other like it basically runs normally to you. But they're federal employees that don't like all of the IRS agents and all. of the. Oh, no. What are we going to do right. without these people affecting our lives? That sounds Awesome, first of all. Um, but, uh, you know, they always come up with these 11th hour bipartisan, bipartisan spending agreements. And um, this one in particular that they may come up with could actually be a catch-22 for Kevin McCarthy, Speaker of the House Kevin McCarthy, because um, if he does agree to the uh, spending that the Democrats want him to, Matt Gates is like, yeah, we're going to file a motion for him to vacate his position as Speaker of the House. Um, so I want to I want to play Matt Gates uh, on Sunday morning with Maria Bartiromo. You got it. Thank you. On Fox. Ask me. On I love her. Do you? Oh, yeah. So she spoke with him on Fox News about um, about pursuing this, uh, you know, the government shutdown and, and why he's standing strong. Here's what he had to say. So tell me why you are threatening Speaker McCarthy and trying to shut down this government uh, at a time that the Republicans have finally gotten some upper hands here uh, in terms of wins, able to investigate President Biden on what looks like uh, bribery. Yeah, we don't put our pencils down in the investigation of President Biden during a shutdown, so the premise is false. Second, if Kevin McCarthy was actually serious about pursuing the Bidens, he would have sent Hunter Biden a subpoena by now. That's how you know this is sort of failure theater that you're observing. During the first year of Democrat control of the Congress, they brought in Donald Trump Jr. three times over nothing, over a nothing burger. And so we seem to be <laughs> fundamentally unserious in our oversight. But what is serious is the fact that we are spending more than $7 trillion 
trillion dollars a year, bringing in around five trillion dollars a year. And uh, it, I want to fund the government. I'm not pro shutdown, but the way to fund the government is not the same way we've been doing it since the mid 90s, where it's one up or down vote on the entire government all at once. We should have separate single subject spending bills. Kevin McCarthy promised that in January. He is in breach of that promise. In Matt Gates's defense, or to his credit, I should say, why else did those, what were they, 18, 20 Republicans that held strong whenever McCarthy thought, like, I got this in the bag, I'm obviously going to be Speaker of the House, and they held strong and made them come to the table with all of these demands, and one of them was that, you know, it only takes one of us to file a motion to vacate, so if you screw up on any of these promises that you are giving us right now, we're going to follow through with that mechanism. Like, what is the point of negotiating all of that if nobody actually intends to follow through with it? I would say. Yeah, I mean, and Gates has that punchable face. I've said that so many times, that smug look. <laughs> you just want to smack, but you got to love it too. Because he will, I mean, he, you got to give it to him. Yeah. He's the newsome of the GOP. It's like you got California and Florida, <laughs> yeah. and yeah. the slickness <laughs> or is conversion. Yeah. I'm like, so wow. slickness conversion. It's so true. Yeah, it's so greasy. But, uh, I, you know, I, you're right. You got to commend him. I mean, he's been the one who's consistently at least used the rhetoric to try to hold Kevin McCarthy accountable, and I hope they do. Because mm-hmm. again, we know McCarthy's part of the Uniparty. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's all one big wrestling match there. Well, the, the jokes really tell themselves on on this, and it's it's hard to uh, to keep perspective. You know, I, I think that the natural uh, compromise, given the interests of the two parties, is you shut down the U.S. government. And then you just transfer a sliver of that budget over to keep the Ukraine government going. That's right. And everybody's happy. Yeah. Everybody's happy. The, laundry, the laundromat stays open. Yeah, laundromat has to stay open. Uh, it is interesting, though. I mean, Gates wants to be more powerful uh, to keep the heat off of him. You know, lots of people trying to, trying to take him out of the race. Uh, the uh, Republicans uh, want to make sure that, uh, that they're not sort of boxed out with uh, McCarthy becoming their, their uh, figurehead. Um, and then uh, the, the Dems uh, actually want to make sure that, uh, that, that Biden's status remains a question mark uh, going mm-hmm. forward. So uh, it's all, you know, musical chairs. And uh, I think, uh, you know, Kevin McCarthy, California Republican, can't be long for this world, right? Yeah, I, you know, the thing that perplexed me with this McCarthy thing was Marjorie Taylor Greene, who was just always considered so, like, far right. I, I think she's a lovely person. I know, I know her, but, like, in the, in the media, as her votes go, she's considered, like, so far right. And she, when all of the speaker stuff was going on, was like, let's vote for McCarthy. I think he's oh, great. Oh, they, were, that was they so, were thunder buddies. It was so weird to me. Yeah, it was weird. I, she, they were snuggled up awful close. I mean, she obviously wanted that to happen. But why? I don't know. I mean, obviously there was some sort of a deal that was brokered. I just wish I knew what there. it was. Yeah. So anyway. So I things I'd like to know. But about the inner workings of Washington? Well, I would like to know where James got that shirt. Like, I'm really digging that denim right there. We, we can talk about that <laughs> offline. That is, your, that is your kind of shirt. Um, okay, all right. Let's go ahead and take another quick break. We'll be back with more. But we want to thank our sponsor, Hillsdale College. So, you know, history, economics, the great works of literature, the meaning of the United States Constitution. 
Did you study these things in school? If you've gone to school very recently, probably not. Or even if you did, perhaps it's time for a refresher. Time and technology have changed a lot of things, but they have not changed basic fundamental truths about the world, despite the left's attempts to try to rewrite history. Since 1844, Hillsdale College has been providing an education in faith, freedom, and character because they believe that a virtuous citizen is the best defense for liberty. That's why they've taken some of the core classes they teach on campus and they've made them available for free online. They've got 39 free courses to choose from. They're very easy to follow. They're self-paced, so you can start whenever you want. Uh, you know, if you want to start right now, in fact, you can. You can enroll now in Hillsdale's not-for-credit online courses program. It's free, it's fun, and it will change the way you understand our country, the world, and your place in it. You can go right now to hillsdale.edu slash y to enroll. Again, this is free. There's no reason not to do it. It's very, very easy to get started. It's hillsdale.edu slash y, hillsdale.edu slash y. So I don't know if you guys have noticed, but uh, the there has been an uptick in people parents protesting uh, schools, school boards, curriculums, things of that nature. And I want to play the Department of Education Secretary Miguel Cardona, who um, criticized parents who were protesting against some of this controversial curriculum at school board meetings. And I just want to get your thoughts on uh, what he said. Watch. You've said that public education and public schools are under attack. I'm wondering whether this is something that other education secretaries have had to grapple with. You know, I've been in education, uh, you know, about 25 years, um, not including the time I was in higher ed as a student. Okay. Uh, I've never seen it where it is now. Mm. There was civility. We could disagree. We could have healthy conversations um, around what's best for kids. I respect differences of opinion. I don't have too much respect for people that are misbehaving in public and then acting as if they know what's right for kids. There's a team that's fighting for kids mm. and there's a team that's fighting against kids. Um, well, here's the problem. When I'm talking about my children, I am the one who knows best for them. That's kind of like my entire role and the idea that Miguel Cardona thinks that because he's spent 25 years in higher education, by the way, I'd love I'd love to live there for a second. Keyword, higher education, um, because we all know what they're taught in higher education. Um, Miguel Cardona thinks because he spent 25 years in the industry that he knows what's best for my children. I mean, I would just say if he's upset about the uh, people, the parents pushing back and uh, coming and, and protesting these meetings, maybe he could instruct his teachers to stop teaching our children about butt sex. I went off on this topic. Did you? Last week in my show, uh, talking about, I don't know, the social media influencer talking about children and their rights and how parents don't have the rights, the children have all the rights. Well, <laughs> there, there's, there's two groups of people, there's others, but there's two specific groups of people that don't have rights when it comes to my kids. Politicians, I throw in educators with that, they don't have any rights when it comes to my kids. And the second is the kids themselves. Mm -hmm. They don't have any rights either. As long as you're in my home, I'll listen to you. I, I, I'll, I'll take your 
opinion and your ideas and your counsel. But at the end of the day, my rights mm -hmm. is all that stands. And that comes to politicians, educators, everything else. What I say in my home is what goes, period, end of story. That's it. Uh, now, does that mean I'm some overbearing, overdominating bully or something like that? No, that's, that's not the point at all. But when it comes to authority, you have to have some. And that doesn't mean everybody just has a right and a privilege to do whatever they want to do within a household. And that also means that educators don't have the ability to come in and say whatever they want to say to my kids either. Now, again, I say get your kids out of the public indoctrination government schools that are out there and take charge of your children's education because you got assholes like this who are very clearly telling you, they're not even trying to keep it a secret anymore, that you don't have the rights to parent your children or, or speak out on behalf of your children or else, as I said earlier, people like Merrick Garland will call you a domestic terrorist. Yeah, I mean, uh, maybe that's why there's no civility anymore, James. May perhaps parents don't appreciate being called domestic terrorists for showing up at the school board meetings. The schools, which, by the way, are paid by our freaking tax dollars. And you think that we're j we just can't have a say in what you guys are teaching our kids and then you call us domestic terrorists. Yeah, maybe there is a lack of civility at this point. Well, we're a few news cycles away from being told that actually to have children is an act of domestic terrorism. This paradox <laughs> that you're talking about where it's like, you're a child, you have rights, and then one day you have a child of your own and you don't have rights, you become the enemy. You know, like people ask yeah. me like, why are the bots taking over? Why is AI taking over? And it's because of guys like this, who's like sub chatbot level of like response <laughs> to these questions. There are people fighting for kids and people fighting against kids. And like, well, if you really want to sit down and figure out who's who, you're going to come up with a different answer than Mr chat by mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and the other thing we talked about is this new trend that they're pushing right now of the bio bubbles where now you don't even have to carry a child in a womb anymore. We can just grow them in these bio bubbles. I mean, what could go wrong with that? Well, the problem with that is you say, well, medically, you never know. Maybe somebody can't carry a child, and so we're just going to birth this child in this little fake amniotic sac here, and it's like the Matrix all over, the, all over again. And then guess who owns your child? They, they grew the child. They want clones. They, so they today, own the child. Today you get rid of parents' rights, and tomorrow you get rid of parents. That's exactly right. It's Again, and you go all the way back 1917, 1918, when the Bolsheviks took the children out of the homes, when they took over and became, because again, they wanted to grow good communists. They took them out of the home. They didn't want the parents' influence. They put them in these schools to indoctrinate them so that they grew up to be good KGB. Well, this is the thing. You get rid of parents, and you get rid of humans. We're not human beings anymore. Right. Mm. Right. Well, we're parasites. We've been, and you're unborn, by the way. That's the other thing is there's articles out there talking about how your unborn children are parasitic. So, of course, as long as they can label it, and you're parasitic when it comes to a living or carbon-producing organism that is killing the planet. Yeah. This is why it leads to the rhetoric of people like Bill Gates saying, oh, yeah, we got eight billion. We really need to be down to about one. I do think that, just kind of going back to the school thing for a second, I do think that um, this was one issue, one aspect of COVID that the left didn't see coming, which was that, well, I mean, we're, you know, we're going to be shut down and we're going to be able to control everything. But, oh, wait, now kids are going to be doing homeschool. They're going to be doing Zoom calls. Because wasn't this the precipice of all of this, that the kids were doing Zoom calls, the parents were listening in to what was actually being taught, and they were like, hold on, what are you asking my child? And now all of a sudden, uh, you know, we see more kids being homeschooled. We see more parents getting active at school board meetings. Like, the parental involvement, I feel like, is at record highs because of COVID, which I just don't think that they expected to happen. I think they overlooked it. 
Yeah, it heightened all this stuff, and you know what a what a I don't know if it's irony or something darker than that that this manufactured virus is what caused it. It's always tempting to quote from the Matrix in situations like these, like "You are a virus, <laughs> Mr. Anderson, a cancer spreading it right." Uh, and that's the viewpoint yeah. about humanity. I, you look at uh, Jeffrey Epstein's favorite scientist, who he brought up from uh, from Princeton to give him his key card and his uh, his phone line and an office at Harvard, Martin Novak. And what was Martin Novak's specialty? His, he wrote a book on it called. Super cooperators. You can you can buy it off Amazon, I'm sure. And the thesis of this book was basically, hey, we need to look at bugs and viruses to understand how to really coordinate the social activity of human beings. This is the plan. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, we got to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Chad mentioned Joe Biden talking about LL Cool J earlier. <laughs> let's uh, let's revisit that moment. Watch. The two of the great artists of our time, representing the groundbreaking legacy of hip hop in America, LL J Cool J. Uh, <laughs> by the way, that boy's got uh -oh. that man's uh -oh. got biceps bigger than my thighs. I think he's been. Uh oh. And MC Light, both of you. Thank you. Because they both have the light off on the mic, you know, you're, uh, you're all here to listen to the new edition. Mike Bibbins, 40 okay, years producing music. Um, so, lot to unpack there, and we only have a minute, but LLJ Cool J is not actually his name. Um, it's not the first time he's called a black man boy, except this time he caught himself. And... I'm very curious as to why he keeps commenting on men's biceps. He's done that several times about him being bigger than his thigh. Several times, like in the last couple of months, he watch just my, keeps watch talking my about his why, why every time he uh, he has an anecdote about his uh, his uh, relationship with uh, with black Americans, he talks about his own legs. His legs. Yep. Yeah. It's weird. That watch is my so show. Weird. That is my show weird. is coming up next. We'll talk about it in depth. Trust me, you don't want to miss this expert analysis. Wait, are you the? I'm the expert. You're the expert on Joe's legs. He's a leg Ooh. man. LLJ Cool J. Ladies, ladies love Cool James. <laughs> you boys watch. All right, make sure that you tune in next to uh, the Chat Prather Show and check out Zero Hour. Thanks, you guys, for being here. <laughs> Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.